0: Welcome to episode 176 of Live Happy Now. This is Paula Phelps, and today we're talking with Keiko Agena, author of No Mistakes, a perfect workbook for imperfect artists. While you know Keiko as the actress from TV shows such as The Gilmore Girls and 13 Reasons Why, her new book explores her artistic side, and it invites you to do the same. Let's listen as she talks with Live Happy executive editor Donna Stokes.
1: We're huge fans of your work here at Live Happy and excited to pick your brain about creativity. I'm just wondering what inspired you to start this project and how long has it been in the works?
2: Well, this book has been in the works for about two years now. And originally it was going to be uh, an adult coloring book. So it actually it started with the artwork. I draw, and I was talking about it on um, the Gilmore Guys podcast, and someone who worked at uh, Tarcher Perigree had uh, heard heard about that. And through the podcast, actually, we... We're talking about what uh, what it could possibly be, and then this book that's more of a workbook. Uh, It does have some coloring elements into it, but it's uh, definitely more of a a journaling workbook type of uh, endeavor. Sort of grew out of our conversations about what this book could be, and that was and my rough draft was turned in about a year ago. So this whole so now it's coming to the end of it, just launching on the seventh.
1: Yeah. Great. Now that's interesting that you say it started out as a coloring book because I, I love your artwork in it. And my instinct was to get out my colored pencils and to start, start coloring <laughs> in your, your art. What is your personal definition of creativity?
2: Well, I guess it's, that's a great question because for me, the way I, I approach it, I think that uh, we're all creative people. So, I do think that some people decide to make a profession out of it. Maybe they focus on one aspect of their creativity that they like and they want to um, make money at it. But, you know, whether that's um, um, someone or not, I think we're all creative people. And so, the exciting thing for me about approaching this book is I would love for people who maybe don't exercise that side of themselves as often as they'd like to pick up this book and have and and to use it as, a, as, as an easy, gentle way to access that side of yourself that I, that I believe everyone has in them. so that's that's the way I look at uh, creativity and a lot of times it's um, you know it's a softer voice but uh if we if we take the time to to pay attention and listen to it then and and give it a chance to grow it could be a very uh, uh wild wacky strong uh, loud voice which is what i'm hoping for
1: what do most adults get wrong about creativity and how do we get back to uh, more of a freer mind more of that loud crazy wacky mind <laughs> uh yeah i think
2: that oh i know one thing is that And I fall into this, too, is that we sort of equate the cynicism with intelligence. Mm -hmm. You know, when people are very hard or (laughs) very critical, we go, oh, that person must know. They must be very smart. And we look down on people who are who love things or just open or generous with their praise or obsessive about things and somehow that naivete we associate you know or we say that's naive or, or that that person doesn't know enough to be critical and that I would love to change because I'd love to change it in myself too of 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 holding negativity almost to a higher standard than appreciation so if that can change then that I think that's a great step in the right direction
1: the title of the book is No Mistakes. Um, What is is your no mistakes philosophy?
2: Well, I think originally it's, from improv, which I'm obsessed with, and so in improv, when something happens, what we say is there's no mistakes. You know, anything that happens in an improv because nothing is planned is sort of a great opportunity, and so you kind of jump on it almost. And it's, it's it's when something goes wrong or somebody slips up, then everyone gets excited and kind of focuses on that quote unquote mistake in order to to make it sometimes the most enjoyable part of the show. And so what I wanted to do is to find a way to look. At what I perceive as imperfections in myself in a different way with that same kind of joy almost of discovery of where does this lead? Because if if I'm so focused on being perfect all the time or or some other person's idea of what perfect is, then I'm shaving off all the sides of myself that might be interesting or might actually lead to a, a unique voice in myself. And so I thought, well, if I feel that way about myself, maybe other people can feel that way about themselves, too.
1: That's, that really came across well in the book. And I, I think oh, good. Uh, that readers uh, will definitely have fun with the exercises. How do you feel can listeners apply no mistakes to their lives? You touched on it a, you know, a little bit there and moving away from perfectionism and not, and resisting that urge to smooth out our ragged edges.
2: Yeah, I I love the idea of just journaling and also to if you go through li- like the little exercises that I have in the book of of putting your creativity out in the world in a real way cuz a lot of times sometimes we think things to ourselves and we have these conversations with ourselves and we're like, "Oh, I could never say that out loud or I could never put that down on paper." But What's fun is to, to start putting it down on paper, you know, <laughs> have it be in a physical form and let it exist for a little while and say, well, that is weird. What's weird about it? But what's interesting about it? What do I find? Wh- what makes me giggle when I look at it? What, what am I curious about that thing? And to almost like you're following down maybe a path in the woodlands to just kind of keep following nugget by nugget and see where it leads because it's probably going to lead you somewhere unexpected did. And that's where your creative voice is, I think, or your, your you know, your, the way you express your creativity is down that path and not someone else's path.
1: Absolutely. I, I agree. And just to give our listeners a little bit of a taste of some of the exercises, do you, do you mind if I ask you a couple of the fill in the blank exercises from the book?
2: Sure. Great.
1: Okay. If it wasn't such a risk, I would want to...
2: <laughs> if it wasn't such a risk... I would want to if it wasn't such a risk. It's funny because I was actually asked this <laughs> recently. Uh, we did a we did a, a little book launch, and uh, I was so scared uh, to answer it in front of people. But it's true because I want to be honest. But if it wasn't such a risk, I would want to be a foster parent.
1: Oh, wonderful. The other one that I had was, uh, if I didn't worry about disappointing people, I would probably quit.
2: I do feel that at this point in my my life, I feel lucky that I don't have any, that I'm not happy to do. Now, that's not always going to be the case, but I think right now, there's nothing that I wouldn't, that I would want to stop doing.
1: Right. Maybe vacuuming or something like that. (laughs)
2: <laughs> oh yeah.
1: Along with the exercises in your workbook, what actions can we take today to to feed our artistic impulses when everything around us is trying to tell us to be responsible and to take care of this, take care of that, check off the to-do list? How do we feed that?
2: Well, I love the idea of just trying to carve out time because I know that especially in the way, in the real life world in, in, in which we live, it feels like everything is you know scheduled down to to the minute. So I think the first step is to just try to carve out a little bit of time for yourself because personally, I think that when we are running at max all the time and we don't take time for ourselves to... Take a break and be creative and, and, and feed our, feed ourselves, feed, feed our internal selves that the break is going to happen anyway. I think either we get sick or, you know, sometimes when I get very stressed out, I have like an allergic reaction to something or something else will happen. So uh, I think in as much taking care of yourself in a nutritional way is important. I think taking care of the, your heart is important too. And I think creativity is, is part of that too. And it's important to preempt all those, uh, all those unnatural breaks that are going to happen anyway by, by carving out uh, time for yourself.
1: How do you personally use your creativity to make yourself happy or to find joy?
2: Well, I will say that I do really love when I get some time to uh to to draw so <laughs> so for me, I love what I do. I love acting. And writing this book has been an amazing process, but drawing is still one of the things that I kind of, for the most part, even though some of my drawings are in the book, for the most part, that's still what I do for myself. So I kind of look forward to those times where I say, okay, you know, today I'm going to put on a a movie in the background, my favorite is Herb and Dorothy. That's the movie I always throw on in the background. And take the time to to almost meditatively draw and just see where that goes. And I find that very healing and it and it and it gives me some some space to unwind.
1: That's that's great. I, I love that tie in with mindfulness that a lot of people don't, you know, that creativity is almost like a competition, you know, who can come up with the craziest idea, but I I love tying it to, to mindfulness and, and being in the moment.
2: Yeah, because, you know, it's, it's difficult. I mean, I live in Los Angeles, and a lot of being in the creative space here is, <laughs> is that competition a little bit of sort of pitching your idea. Well, what, you know, what script are we working on now? And and what idea do you have for this? And, and, you know, even, even creativity is sort of almost measured against other people's creativity. And, and it's hard to kind of take a pause and separate the, I don't know, the business side of it from actually taking the time to feed that inner side, inner self.
1: Absolutely. I, I can definitely see that. Who would you say the workbook is for and what would you like readers to gain from it?
2: Well, I think that the workbook is really for people who, well, because I kind of put it into a couple of different categories. I think that there are some people who benefit most from workbooks that are out there that are very structured as far as being goal oriented and kind of like get you fired up. But my sensibility is not so much that I ever had uh, challenge of getting like being very goal oriented my challenge was always I have a lot that's in there, but I'm just scared you know where I'm the one stopping myself from uh, letting that creative voice come out so i I think that a person who could really get the most out of this book is are people who maybe their own internal critic is you know, maybe turned up, the volume is turned up too loud on that person. And you could use some tools, some suggestions in the book to kind of dial down that voice. And it doesn't, for me, it doesn't even necessarily need to be someone who wants to be uh, uh, creative for a profession, definitely, or even wants to be more creative. But just anyone who wants to dial down that inner critical voice, that's who I wrote book for and hope that that will help people be able to do that.
0: That was Keiko Agena, author of No Mistakes, a perfect workbook for imperfect artists. We'll be back in just a few minutes to tell you how you can learn more about her workbook. But first, we're talking to Live Happy CEO, Deborah Heise, about finding the good. Well, Deborah, welcome back to Live Happy Now. We're always so happy when you drop in. So thank you for being here today.
3: Hey, it's always my pleasure, you know, the podcast is still my favorite part of what we do here.
0: We're like the favorite child, aren't we?
3: We are. We are. You are. You are. Because, you know, it is so much easier sometimes to talk about this stuff and to get people to listen to it than it is to get people to read anything. But more importantly, when we talk about it, we can just have a lot more fun.
0: That's true. We do. So what are we talking about this month? I know every uh, month you give us something great with finding the good and tell us how to find the good in the world around us. So what are we talking about this month? More importantly, what are you talking about this month? (laughs) Well, you know, this is the time of year where
3: people are sending their kids back to school and people have uh, come off summer and they've done a lot of activity and they're doing a lot of stuff and they're trying to get back into their routine. What I'd like to do is talk about finding the good and taking care of yourself because this is also the time of year where you have so much trouble doing that.
0: Yeah, it gets so busy and we put ourselves at the very end of that to-do list.
3: Especially if you're a parent and, and you know, you're coming up on the holiday season in a few months and you know, you've got, now you've got soccer practice again and you've got basketball practice again or whatever it is that your kids are doing or scouts or you know my kids are involved in all of it. And you, you always have good intentions of taking care of yourself, but then you don't feel good in the morning. You're like, I don't want to get out of bed. I just need an extra 20 minutes of sleep. Well, that's true. We do need that extra 20 minutes of sleep. But it's also just the guilt over, I could work out, but I also need to run that errand. I could do, do that. And I think we forget about the good that taking care of yourself not only brings to you, but brings to the rest of your family.
0: Well, it's really hard because you do feel guilty if you're taking that time to go and, say, take a yoga class when, as you said, I've got that errand to run. I know there's laundry waiting for me. There's no shortage of things, especially for parents. There's no shortage of things that need to be done.
3: Well, and I think our, our world is always geared around we ha- the things we have to do. And then that list of what we have to do is somehow oddly includes things that Maybe aren't have to right nows. Yeah, eventually you need clean laundry, but do you really have to have clean laundry today over taking a yoga class, going for a bike ride, even going and chatting with a friend because we all know emotional care is something that's really important for all of us as well.
0: So how do you go about keeping those priorities upright? How do you keep in tune with yourself and make sure that you are taking care of yourself. Well, like
3: everybody else, I'm not perfect at it,
0: but, (laughs) (laughs) um, Oh man, you just crashed, crushed some (laughs) dreams.
3: But there is a certain element of making a priority and, and it's, and it's a broader sense taking care of yourself. I mean, yes, there's exercise, there's eating right, not always eating on the go, which is really tough for all of us, especially, you know, I travel a lot and when I'm not traveling for myself, I'm, running the kids to a practice somewhere. And man, that drive-through sure is a lot easier than going home and turning on that stove. It really is about building into your schedule, your life schedule, the things that make your life worthwhile. Not just the stuff you do to take care of yourself, but the bigger things. You know, we just got back from a a, a huge vacation. Uh, We went on a cruise to Alaska for, for a week. And it was important to do that because if i don't do that if i don't check out enough it's really hard to maintain that intensity that it, it that's required to do my regular job to 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 be involved in my community to to get my kids from place to place you need that recharge button there's and there's something good about that because my kids went on vacation with me and they saw me in recharge mode you know when it comes to finding the good i think most people overlook that sometimes the good is taking a break it's doing what you need to do. Or how many people are looking forward to retirement? That their, their number one thing is, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have time when I, get, when I retire. It's like, well, that, that may not happen if you don't take a vacation. In fact, there was a great statistic that uh, you shared with me earlier, earlier this week that said, people who take less than three weeks of vacation, it's a great statistic, people who take less than three weeks of vacation are 37% more likely to die young even if they exercise and eat right. And that just scared
0: everybody. (laughs) It
3: it did, particularly if you live in the United States, where three weeks of vacation for a lot of people is not even a possibility because they don't have it. But so many people leave their vacation days unused as well. There are hundreds of thousands, if not millions and millions, of unused vacation days. In my own company, I stand up as a CEO, we stand up and I say, Look, schedule your vacation. I've already scheduled mine. And I mean it. And people kind of look at you like, yeah, what's the catch? We know I know you want me. Are you trying to fire me? (laughs) Are you trying to trap me here? No, I want you to take the vacation because it is so valuable for your mental health. And here's the thing, if you're looking forward to retirement and you don't take your vacation now, you may not have a retirement.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Especially like we talked about that stat You a know, 37% more likely to die young. And I don't know what they're classifying young as, but nobody likes that. Nobody likes to hear that.
3: No. And, and, and I do know a lot of people who are planning to later. I'm going to do that later. I'm going to do that when I retire. I'm going to, I'm going to fish more. I'm going to, you know, whatever it is, I'm going to rebuild that car that's been sitting in my garage for 20 years when I retire, whatever it is. Why? Why are you not doing that now if that's what really brings you joy and makes you happy? Why are you not at least setting aside four hours a week to do something like that, that really, truly brings you joy? And then take your three weeks of vacation a year and your children need to see you do it. So take the time, take a vacation. More importantly, those weeks you're not on vacation, take the time to take care of yourself. Because if you don't, you're no good for anybody. Nobody wants a grumpy mommy. Nobody wants a grumpy boss. Nobody wants... No, <laughs> who wants to be around the person who's so whose life is so miserable that they're hard to be around?
0: Well, now and people can go online. They can find out more about this at livehappy.com. Look for Finding the Good.
3: Yeah, we're going to have some great information there about this, some great statistics about people who don't take vacations versus people who do take vacations. But really, the message um, that you should have is... You have to take care of yourself in order to take care of everybody else around you.
0: There you go. That's a good one. All right. Well, Deborah, thank you so much as always for coming and talking to us and sharing some of your wisdom. Thank you, Paula. Talk to you soon. That's all for this episode of Live Happy Now. Be sure to visit us at livehappynow.com to learn more about Keiko Agena's workbook, No Mistakes, a perfect workbook for imperfect artists, and to find Deborah's column, Finding the Good. If you like what you've heard here today and want to hear more, go to Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your favorite podcast. search for Live Happy Now and subscribe today so you'll never miss an episode. Of course, as always, we're going to give you a special gift just for listening today. If you go to the Live Happy store at livehappy.com, enter the promo code podcastdeal, and we'll give you 20% off anything and everything in the store. Finally, special thanks to our sponsor, Momentus Institute. Their 7th Annual Changing the Odds Conference will be held September 27th and 28th at Omni Dallas Hotel. Visit momentusinstitute.org to register and learn more. That is all we have time for today, so please join us back here next week. And until then, remember to make every day a happy one.